Hi, and welcome to the Destined to Be podcast. I'm your hostess, Adrian. Think of me as your friend, sister, or online auntie. This is an open forum to discuss any and all things from lifestyle and spirituality. We were all formed by our creator's likeness and are here to fulfill our destiny. I am multifarious, not to be defined by a single thing. First and foremost, before who or what, I am a child of God. I am nothing without God who loves and leads me. I am focused on helping every single person listening reach their highest potential. I believe that part of my life's purpose is to help, lead, guide, and inspire. Hello there, and welcome back to the Destined to Be podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Adrian, back at you with the second episode. Today's episode is called Destined to Be a Believer, and I found that this was the most fitting episode title to kick off the second episode of my podcast. Remember in the intro when I talk about how, above all things, I am a child of God? I truly, truly mean it. I am a child of God through and through. If you strip everything else of me, you can never take away my belief. And my belief is in God as well as his son that he sacrificed on the cross to save all of our sins. Now, I know everyone doesn't necessarily share the same beliefs, but I think one thing we all have in common is belief in a higher power. I think for anyone to stay grounded, we have to have belief in something bigger than us. There has to be something that governs us and that is kind of our authority figure. Of course, our first authority figure on earth is our parents, but I think as we get older, we need something stronger to ground ourselves in. But before we get into all that good stuff, I kind of want to start off on um, a a little bit of a lighter note. So I want to do something what's called like highs and lows of the week. And I want to also do a favorite. So uh, my, I guess we'll start off with like the lesser. So my low of the week um, was definitely um, school related. So I am in my third semester of graduate school. I am studying mechanical engineering. And of course, as the semesters go on, it gets more challenging. So I am doing everything remote for the start of the semester until I can get back in person. I had foot surgery uh, about about three and a half weeks ago, almost four weeks ago, about four weeks ago now. And I can't walk. I'm on crutches. <laughs> so I'm doing everything remote. And I don't know, sometimes I get a little intimidated uh, by the classes and I think I get a lot of imposter syndrome, which is something I want to talk about in another episode. But I get intimidated by the coursework and it's sometimes like, am I really up for the challenge? But of course I'm up for the challenge. You know, I've gotten this far and I have to have that strength and tenacity to know that I will get through. So I was a little intimidated this week, um, this past week with starting school because I have a professor for one of my courses and he has said... I can't even count how many times, how many emails he sent out, how many times he's discussed it in the past two lectures we've had that you should drop the course if you think that this is going to be an easy A. 
And I just feel like it's so discouraging and it really scared me and it had me thinking, am I up to the test? But I think that instead of thinking that I'm not good enough, I think that this is going to be a great challenge for me because if you're already saying that most of these people are not up to the test and you should drop ahead of time, then your expectations are so low of me. But I think more than anything, it's my opportunity not to prove him right, but to prove myself right. I think that life can be frightening and I don't know if it's that this is just another situation where I'm being pruned uh, pruned into who I'm supposed to be. I have to say it was definitely a very intimidating. I was going to say a little intimidating. No, it was very intimidating. Uh, going into this class where somebody's telling you, hey, just drop the class. It's going to be a lot of work unless you have at least 15 hours a week to dedicate to this class, then just drop it. And someone's telling you X, Y, and Z that, you know, on the first day of class that, you know, you may have gotten an A in the undergraduate prerequisite of this class, but that's not this class. You don't know anything at all. And I so wish I was joking, but that really cut down my self-esteem a lot. And it had me thinking, do I have what it takes? But of course I have what it takes. I don't believe that God would bring me this far in my academic career only to stop me. I think that, not think that, I have to welcome this challenge with big open arms and know that that it's not going to be easy. This is necessary. It's just kind of a reminder just that the battle, though it may be tough, it may be long, stressful, but you have to just keep going. There's a lot of people in life that will put up these roadblocks and make it seem like you can't go forward. And I think that this situation has been presented to kind of just say, you could give up. Yeah, sure, you give up, give up, yeah. Because of course I could have taken another class. So that was a low and it kind of went a little bit preachy, but that was definitely a low. I didn't love that feeling initially stepping into the class. Then I would say the high of the week was going out to brunch with my best friend, Rachel. She was so gracious to come and take me to a doctor's appointment. Now the doctor's appointment was about 15 minutes from me, but she lives over an hour away from me. And she was so sweet enough to come and drive me to my doctor's appointment. And it wasn't too long. Um, It's related to my surgery. So it's just to really change the dressing and make sure that that my foot is healing well. So she was so kind enough to do that, and I'm forever grateful of her for that. So after the doctor's appointment, we ended up going to like this local uh, kind of breakfast place called Brownstones. Now, I used to think that they were like a mom and pop, but it seems that they're like a commercial chain restaurant, but it's a really cute vibe if you want just a cute breakfast or brunch. And it was definitely nice to be able to go out for breakfast after the appointment because this was the day that I had the class that I was just talking about in my lows of the week. So it definitely put me in a relaxed ease mode for that day. So then we're going to get into my favorites. So by far, I've been loving Huda Beauty, but I can't make the whole brand a favorite, or can I? Um, (laughs) Of course, I can do whatever I want. But um, let's just talk about one product, shall we? Or we would be here forever. So I'll do my best to link everything in the notes below. But my favorite so far, like favorite so far for skincare at least, has been her Wishful, it's her skincare line, but her Rose Oil. It is phenomenal. If you want to lighten scars, 
um, and especially just really lock in moisture in the skin it is amazing so I've been loving that I have so much emphasis but everyone that knows me knows I love Huda Beauty but her skincare is top-notch yeah I definitely have to do like I don't know like a skincare video it's so good <laughs> I don't know can you do a skincare video over podcast I don't know but I've been loving that So why don't we dive into the content of the actual episode, shall we? The first thing I want to say is that in the past, sometimes I felt like I was a bad Christian and it was really for a host of different reasons, but the main reasons were like if I didn't go to church, if I skipped a Sunday, I actually like felt horrible and I would almost like condemn myself and why am I condemning myself? You know, nothing about me changed. Maybe something happened and I wasn't able to go to church. And I know I'm not the only way that feels like that. There are a lot of people who really beat themselves up for something that they're not doing. But as I've gotten older, I've learned that I should really hold value in my relationship with God over the religion. And I think, you know, religion, I I don't think that is horrible. I think uh, that we all need a set of rules. But I think more than anything, we have to have the relationship with God. And I think, for example, if you pray every morning and that is how you get in your time with God and talk to him and tell him what's on your mind, thank him for what he's done, I think that's the best thing. I'm not saying that you have to pray five times a day, go to church, go to Bible study. I'm not saying that. I am just saying develop your own relationship where you can communicate openly with God. Here are some tips that I do, and maybe you can take some from it, but just know I'm not perfect. I do fall short sometimes, but these are just some things that keep me grounded in my faith, grounded in my beliefs, really. Number one, I love doing my daily devotional in the morning. Um, I have to really emphasize um, in the morning. That works for me. I know that if I don't do it as soon as I wake up, it's not going to get done. And if it does get done, it's at the end of the day when my mind is on all sorts of other things and I can't really focus into the word that I'm reading. So the morning for me is the best time because although there are things on my head, I haven't really started my day. I typically do it while I'm still in bed. So I sit up so that way I'm not falling asleep again to it while um, listening to it or really just falling asleep. But I like to just do it in my bed as soon as I wake up um, before I check any social media, any messages, any emails, before anything, I like to have that time. And it usually takes me about 30 minutes because I have to reread it because I'm still waking up. Again, I'm not perfect, but it's my time to connect with God and it's my time to read the word. And I think the word is so important. I think there's a lot of valuable lessons in the Bible that are overlooked and I think there are a lot of solutions that we can find to it present day. As a believer, I find it to be extremely important to have a community surrounding me. It's a support system and it helps me to remember that I'm not alone, that this journey called life through its ups and downs, highs and lows, it's important to know that I have someone to lean on, but more importantly, somebody who shares the same belief as me. So when I'm lacking the vision, 
I know that I can fall on them and they can instill it back in me, so to speak. There are two examples I have for community that I use every single week and no matter how busy I am, I try to just carve out time to engage in these activities I'm going to talk about right now. So number one is Millennial Mondays. It's a group of millennials, so (laughs) as it sounds, so it's a group of millennials just as it sounds and they meet every single Monday on Zoom. I can leave the link down below. All you have to do is I think text your number and they send you the Zoom link. But it's a community of millennials and we meet every single Monday. It's at 7 p.m. I think Central Standard Time. So I believe on the East Coast where I am in New York, we're an hour ahead if I did the conversion correctly. Um, So it's at 7 p.m. their time in Dallas and it's at 8 p.m. here. So I look forward to it every single Monday because it's a group of people my age going through exactly what I'm going through, confused and, you know, dating and just questions about faith and spirituality and just everything I'm going through. And it's crazy, but I used to think that I was the only one going through this. And this group, I've been doing it for just about a year now. And it's really made a profound impact in my life. Uh, And I just listen to it. I usually don't even show my face, but I just listen to it. And it's about an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. And it's the best thing every single Monday. It's even though Monday is the first day of the week, sometimes you kind of need that recharge, you know, but I think the real recharge is the second item I'm going to talk about under community. And it's Wednesday night Bible study. I don't know which I look forward to more. So Wednesday night Bible study is found through uh, the Potter's House. So Wednesday night Bible study is something that organizations all across um, different churches, across the nation, across the world do. It's not unique to the Potter's House, but I just love the Potter's House. I love T.D. Jakes. And the Potter's House uh, is the main campus or headquarters, so to speak. So I tune into that every single Wednesday. And that starts at 8 p.m. Again, U.S. US time. <laughs> 8 p.m. New York time. And it's 7 p.m. Dallas time. So it's about two hours, generally speaking. And sometimes it's Bishop T.D. Jake speaking. And then there are other pastors like um, Joel Tudman who speak and various other guest speakers. Sometimes it's his daughter, Cora. It all just depends. But I love Wednesday night Bible study because it's midway through the week. And I feel like I don't want to say you forget. You don't, you don't forget the promises from Sunday. But it's that spiritual reset that you need midweek, and it really helps to recharge you. That that recharge word, you know, it's my favorite word, I guess. It helps to really recharge you for Thursday and Friday, and sets the tone for the remainder of the week. And it's very important for me that I attend Wednesday night Bible study. I get to, of course, learn more um, about the scriptures of the Bible, but at the same time, I get a message. And I get the word of God instilled in me. And I and I really believe that's one of the reasons why I haven't given up. Although I hear um, give up and just quit and, you know, just quit while you're ahead all the time. Uh, Wednesday night Bible study and Millennial Mondays have really kept me going. And I will leave links for those down below. Number three, Sunday service. 
I should have probably had this at number two. It probably would have been more helpful to place it before community, but that's all right. Sunday service is just as important as all the other areas I'm speaking about today. It's very important that I get the word literally injected in me every Sunday. So it starts for me at 9 a.m. Dallas time, or if you're on, you're on New York time, it starts at 10 a.m. I am a follower, well, an e-member of the Potter's House, the main campus, and I love every single Sunday that I attend virtually. It's very important. I don't miss it. I don't take phone calls. I don't take texts during this time. It's my time to truly just be focused and fully present in the Word of God, and it truly, I love Sunday, but it makes Sunday even better, and I, even if I'm going out with a friend, they know that I'm not meeting you before like 1 p.m. because I have to be there for Sunday service. It's so important. I grew up going to church every single Sunday and as I got older, you know, you find a job and everything and you're heading off to college, it kind of just dwindles away and I don't want to say that I really lost my faith, but I never put that much time into it. And towards the end of college, I feel like I was almost born again, so to speak. And it, my faith and my belief just became that much more prevalent and important over my life. It wasn't just something where I prayed to God if I was stressed or anything, but it became apparent and present in every day. And it was really the guiding force over my life. So it's very important for me that I attend Sunday service. Now, again, you have to do what works for you. I don't condemn people for not going to church. I actually haven't been to a physical church in years, to be honest. Um, really, COVID has impacted that. Number two, I love the Potter's House, and I would love to go to the Potter's House, but I obviously live in New York. Um, one day, I hope to attend in person. One day, this whole thing is kind of done. Maybe once I have more time from school, maybe, but we'll see. But for now, the virtual service is absolutely amazing and it's live and it's free to join and you can join from YouTube and it's the best thing ever, honestly. Number four. So when we talk about giving, it's imperative to understand that giving doesn't just mean monetary or financial gifts. Giving can mean your time. For example, I've always wanted to work, well, really volunteer at a soup kitchen or like a homeless shelter. I always have wanted to give back. Now, COVID definitely did stop that. But it's definitely something I'm going to look into because there's just something so fulfilling about helping other people. I get the greatest satisfaction with helping other people. I think giving your time is one of the greatest gifts. Although you can never get it back, it's so precious to know that you've helped put a smile on somebody else's face. Another part of giving is tithing. So you can just give what you have, to be honest. It doesn't have to be a set amount. The Bible does recommend a tenth. If you have that to give, that is fantastic. If you have $5 to give, that is fantastic. Now, tithing can go towards the church and help its bills and just whatever fees they have. Or, for example, you can tithe to people in need. This is something I do every single time. Anytime I get a paycheck, I automatically set a tenth out. 
Now, normally I do give to one of the charities of the Potter's House, but I have given to support children going back to school who need school supplies and backpacks. I've given to the Afghan refugees, um, which helps them find homes and just settle into America. Let's see, I've given to St. Jude's, I've given to the Red Cross. I, the list goes on. I don't even think that covers it, but I love giving to other people. And every time I tithe, I say a prayer. I like to say a prayer and I always include, Lord, thank you for blessing me. And I hope that this money goes towards somebody who needs it more than I do. Because there's always someone less fortunate. I think we always have to remember that. Sometimes we get into these these really dark places where we feel like we have it the worst. But we have to remember somebody else honestly has it worse than us. And you should be ever so grateful. You should be ever so grateful that you woke up and made it to another day. And in this extra day that you have, bless somebody else. but it's important to remember to bless other people. Giving is very important. Tithing is very important. And whatever you have, share it with other people, whether it's your time, your money, words of wisdom, give to others. from Matthew 6 25 through 29 therefore I tell you do not worry do not worry about your life and what you will eat or drink do not worry about your body do not worry about what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or stow away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they Thank you so much for listening and we'll chat next time. Bye.